How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of my radio show, Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. We originally air on Radio Free Brooklyn as a radio show, so if you want, you can listen to episodes the day they come out every Monday at 3 p.m. Google Radio Free Brooklyn, and you'll see all the links for how you can listen. It's a totally dope radio station. You're about to hear the episode where I interview Catherine Hepburn, played by comedian Didi Tabak, and Sonic. Socrates, played by comedian Matt Nadostep. If you like the show and you want to shoot us an email or you want to hear an interview with your favorite famous dead people, hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We love hearing from fans and we'll try to get them on the show as soon as possible. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate us five stars on iTunes, tell your friends, tell your friends how great the show is. But for now, enjoy Socrates and Catherine Hepburn only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. Oh, you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous stories stuck in the head. You're gonna hear vocal from me, even though all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are Academy Award winning actress Catherine Hepburn and classical Greek philosopher Socrates. Catherine Hepburn. Socrates, welcome to Famous Dead People. Thank you so much oh, hello. for joining us. Thank you, Jared. No, of course. Um, now, my first question, um, there are so many things, as I was doing research for this interview, Socrates, there are so many mm-hmm. things that are named after you, the Socratic method, yes. Socratic irony, the Socratic problem, so- Socratic paradoxes. You know? So proud of all of them. Yeah. Are there, are there any that I'm forgetting? Like, Are there other things that were named after you from your time that maybe were lost to history or that maybe weren't on your Wikipedia, anything like that? It's, uh, Socratic salad dressing. Socra- really? Mm-hmm. I I'm... find that surprising because there is a Caesar salad dressing. Oh, like, say, oh, oh, you're not crazy about that? Well, that was, I mean, it, I shouldn't be bitter because it was hundreds of years after my time. Yes. But I uh, still, you know, I just, I feel it was a very similar dressing. Oh, yeah. Mine was a little bit better. Okay. Uh, It included a little bit more, you know, Greek. It was kind of a little moussaka flavored. Or moussaka, we would say in Greece, but I don't want to get too technical. technical. But uh, it was was delicious. You know, I didn't, I'm I'm famous as a philosopher, but I also tried my hand at uh, at cooking and a variety of other things. Oh, good for you. I love that. I love men (laughs) crossing over doing women things and women doing men things. You know, some people Um, would say that that's not very progressive, Catherine Hepper, to even call cooking a woman thing you oh, know i'm ve- i'm you know we're both very old too so yeah well, true. well this is the thing i was going to talk about later and uh one of the things i found so fascinating about your life Catherine oh, Hepburn, me, oh, oh, no. is how <laughs> how progressive you were especially for the time that you were alive and you know you had a very strong will and you were outspoken and uh one of the things from wikipedia they said uh you know, you wore pants before anybody else did. They're just mm-hmm. more comfortable. Yeah, they and are. funny enough, so- uh, Socrates, sorry, I was going to call you Socrates. Oh, that's fine. From mm-hmm. Bill and neither, is, neither is very accurate, so <laughs> feel free to say whatever you like. Uh, um, you kind of, you know, wore a toga, which is a little similar to like yeah, a, a little dress. dress. My tunic was yeah. very much a like dress. a dress. And I had sex with men. Mm-hmm. Is was... that is that part of the historical record, though? Because I was going through your Wikipedia, and I'm looking for fun things to talk about during mm-hmm. this interview show. And I'm like... You know, we've all kind of heard that that was a thing that Greeks did, oh, yeah. you know, but, you know, there was nothing there that specifically outlined it or anything. There was one line in, like, a controversy section that was, like, his views on homosexuality, but they didn't really expand upon it, you mm, know? Well, I didn't choose to write about it because, uh, you know, it wasn't the subject of my, my philosophy mm-hmm. uh, in general, you know? I was talking about ethics and the public good. Yeah, yeah, of But, course. of course, you know, Greece at the time was, uh, you know, we were mm. all... Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, kind of. Say whatever you like, man. All right, uh, we were good. We, fuck. We were fuck, We were fucking and sucking all over the place. Everybody, it just wasn't a big deal. Men, women, mm-hmm. you know, younger men, younger women. Did you old, much older? Much, much older. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that like? Did you feel like your maybe the the way that your philosophy developed was maybe reflective of the liberal attitude that you were living in sexually at the time? Well, you know, it's such a different time. You're you're talking about 2,500 years ago. Mm -hmm, Really, it was a very restrictive time when you talk about things besides sexuality. Mm, But in terms of sexuality, it wasn't a big deal. Of course, you would cement mentor uh, relationships with people Mm. by uh, lubing up their thighs and then getting in there. (laughs) 
but at the same time, it was, you know, it just wasn't yeah. a big deal. So that in that like, sense, I think me and yeah. the divine Miss Catherine Hepburn were, uh, oh, I'm a huge fan. I didn't, <laughs> okay. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to. Well, you know, get, for Academy Awards. For, and I mean, yeah. you know, if that, talking, is, that is a record. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah. Fuck is, you, Meryl. It is an, an unbroken record. The only person who's close are Meryl Streep and Jack Nicholson, but they only they're only close because they also have supporting roles. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't support, to support anybody. <laughs> I'm a star. Yeah, Always you really are. This is something star. that I found fascinating about your biography, Catherine Hepburn, is how you seem to to think that you're like a very selfish person. You're like I'm eschewing these gender roles. I'm not going to have children because I can't take care of anybody else. I'm a very selfish person. Right. I want to take care of my myself. And you know, even your your autobiography is called Me. You know, it's like you're unapologetic. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite books. It's a great book. It's a Absolutely. wonderful book. That's, a, uh, that's such an honor. It's inspiring. Absolutely. And I mean, you have such a, a cool and long history of work in your life, but also of, of, of being so unapologetically you, which I think is a really cool quality. You know, why? Well, when I came out of my mother, I was very confident. <laughs> oh, really? Just even yeah. even from the day that you were born? Yeah, I was ready to take charge. <laughs> okay. As I was coming out mm-hmm. and uh, I never held back. I knew who I wanted to be and who, who I was. There was some, obviously some moments when you're younger and uh, you're, you know, you're not, too sure, but mm-hmm. I, you know, if you're telling me Catherine Hepburn went through an awkward phase, no, not possible, <laughs> no, not so, seem possible. Come on, you're so no, I was, I was, it was, uh, I had a beanie hat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, what else? What else from your awkward phase? Oh, I, uh, um, I <laughs> really into Limp Biscuit or uh, um, or anything like that. Not Limp Biscuit, but mm-hmm. uh, um, I did have a scar face. <laughs> oh, uh, so did I, to be perfectly honest. Everybody did, you I know. Did. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were wonderful. <laughs> we, all had, we all had those periods of time that we yeah. look back on and we're like, oh, God, yeah. what was I thinking? I don't know if you ever heard the uh, the toaster's calendar performed on a, a lute or a cathara, <laughs> but it is... Uh, <laughs> Not to not to toot my own horn, but it was Although pretty I, dope. It was pretty. It was, dope. I was pretty. I was pretty good. I was also considered the the father of classical ska covers. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's a credit that that uh, not a lot of people would know about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to go back to really quickly things that were named after you. You know, because yes. you mentioned you didn't have the sacrifice and everything. But you know, your your most famous uh, student, Plato. You know, oh, yes, the the person whose writing we have learned the most about you from. Absolutely. You know, his name is synonymous with you know platonic friendships. You know, a, a uh, friendship yes, absolutely. that is not based in any kind of sexual you know way mm-hmm. whatsoever. And I gotta say, like as far as things to be named after you, that seems like a bad one. Yeah. You know, I would not want to be the you know patron saint of you know friends with you know no benefits. You know, they just getting stuck in the friend zone. That seems to be like, you know, what Plato is known for. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I don't want to speak ill of Plato because he is in the room uh, writing my conversations mm-hmm. as he does with everything I say. I was say. wondering what the dude was going on over the corner. That's that's Plato just that writing. Plato. Please don't interrupt him because this is very important to of him. Course. Uh, of course. But I... Yeah, you know, he just could never seal the deal with men or women. Mm, And I tried to bolster his confidence. I used to tell him, you know, don't just write about what I'm saying. He had his own ideas. He would slip them in sort of as he was writing an account to the the point that it's very very difficult for uh, modern scholars to tell where his ideas and my ideas this is, this the is line. what's known as the Socratic problem. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like the salad dressing. But <laughs> exactly. he uh but you know, he he just had that he didn't have that confidence. He was always yeah. more comfortable writing. I said don't write. I don't believe in uh, in books or writing down your philosophy with the exception yeah. of Catherine Hepburn's me. <laughs> But me, uh, wonderful, wonderful book. But I always said, you know, you you have a conversation, mm-hmm. and somebody learns through that. You ask them questions, yeah. and then they learn that way. Don't write in a book. You can't ask a book a question. But you know, Plato, oh, wow. there's just no telling him otherwise. So yeah. I just I just let him go. I can imagine that must have been difficult for him. You said like he, he had he had trouble sealing the deal. You know, mm-hmm. like it's a little bit like sex wise. Se- yeah, that, that's what I figured. Uh-huh. You know, it must be difficult. Like you know. People who don't really do a lot themselves, like on dates, they don't really have a lot to talk about. So I can imagine his dates were probably just talking about things that you had said or done or anything, you know? Maybe you cock-blocked him. Ooh, maybe unconsciously, yeah, because of uh, your relationship. It's definitely possible. If so, I'm I'm very sorry, Mm -hmm. Plato. But, you know, honestly, when, you know, somebody tosses you a softball (laughs) and you whiff it, 
how am I not going to step in there mm-hmm. and claim that sweet, sweet ass? Yeah. Oh, so then you would step in and take the uh, take take the opportunities that Plato had amissed, you know, had ruined. I mean, if you know, I don't I don't like to see this is you know I have. I talked about ethics earlier. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of my prime ethics is you you know you don't leave a person unsatisfied oh. when they came there to get dicked. <laughs> so I just think uh, you know you you know you gotta you gotta step in. Mm. And everybody you know I'm a I'm a I'm an ugly man. You can everybody sees in here. You know I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not making any bones about that. But okay. uh, you know when it comes down to it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean I think what's a, what's attractive about a person is their confidence mm-hmm. and their intelligence. Mm-hmm. So I find you very attractive. Uh, oh well, mm-hmm. yeah. if you'd be interested in some uh, some uh, casual sex <laughs> after the show, perhaps. Uh, yeah. Although you use lube and I like it dry as a bone. Well, okay, well, I mean, olive olive oil strictly is. A <laughs> I totally under. It's like your mm-hmm. acting style, oh, dry, this, un- understated, yeah, the, the chafing, the passion in here, the tension is really getting out of control. You're invited uh, to, to mm-hmm. this. You're invited to the sexual. Uh, you know, it's a it, it's a tempting offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we can talk about it off mic. You All know, right, like maybe we can get more right back. Plato only it. watches, uh, <laughs> and I keep my pants on. <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. So going back to you, Miss Hathburn, for just a moment. Um, Finally, uh, you were famous. <laughs> you know, not just for your extremely long and illustrious career, but also, as we mentioned before, how fiercely independent and outspoken you were. And I read that you had a very progressive family growing up, so I'm wondering if, like, that personality was maybe derived in some part from, like, you know, your family atmosphere. Oh, cool. yeah, we were, we were the Kennedys before the, the Kennedys were around. Oh, wow. really? Wow. Yeah, we would have uh, de- decathlons. Where you would have decathlons? <laughs> yes. Okay. So uh, we would uh, get all get together as a family and... and do you know fight for intelligence to the death? <laughs> to the death. <laughs> to the death. Yes. You would fight. You would have like you would have like uh, uh, intelligence quizzes and stuff, and yeah. whoever lost would be killed. Uh, yes. Oh my god, that's wow. incredible! How many brothers and sisters did you have that you lost to these kind of quizzes? Oh, twenty. Or You're twenty. 25. Unbelievable! Wow, and that is I thought incredible. Classical Athens was a brutal society. Mm-hmm, Has but... nothing on these Hepburns. <laughs> No, yeah, we were, it was like uh, there was different categories, you know, like a, a decathlon. Oh, sure. mm-hmm. On top of that, it mm-hmm. was uh, running, mm-hmm. golf, pant yeah. wearing, pant archery. <laughs> uh, you had to show. You really had to show that you could yeah. wear a pair of pants. You had to make them. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Out of uh, resources you found in the, the yard. <laughs> was there cloth in the yard, or did you have to to no bark to and make your own? Grass oh, and oh wow! Leave it. This almost sounds like the Hunger Games. Like you know, like at the very beginning, everybody has to go and grab things mm-hmm. to yes. use. You know, would you I say think that that was based off of the Hepburn oh, decathlon? The... Really, I I did read that that was originally supposed to just be a Catherine Hepburn biography. Uh, but then, you know, uh, the person's agent, you know, read it and was like, this really reads like a young adult yeah. dystopian future. Oh. But yeah. then the second and third one, she, she lost. Yeah, they kind of go off the rails. Like, I feel I the like same them. way about those. Yeah. yeah, the first Hunger Games book is, is by far the best. Mm. Uh, like but I say, I've only read one book, but <laughs> I, I certainly... Catherine Hepburn's me. You should not... read... You should dive right in. There's lots of, you know, I bet you would like uh, the romance, a lot of romance novels, maybe Fifty Shades of Grey. You think that that's something that Socrates <laughs> would like? Is yeah. it only hetero? Uh, Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey, it is, I think it's mainly hetero. I haven't read uh, all of them. I saw the first movie, and that one is strictly hetero, but I can Pervert. imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Don't judge me. Come on, Socrates, get me back here. I, I don't, listen, I've seen that movie many times. Yeah, it's a great, it's a uh, great yeah. film. Wasn't that? Didn't that also begin as a, a fan fiction? That, that was. was uh, that was originally for Twilight. Twilight was originally yes. Twilight fan erotic fan fiction mm-hmm. for Twilight. Yeah, I read that on uh, on uh, Press Hilton. If I if I remember yeah. right, I don't read books, but mm, but all the, the, blog, anything all the gossip blogs. <laughs> All, I'm all over them. Well, if you've read Catherine Hepburn's Me, then you basically know the plot of Hunger Games because it's basically the exact same story. Oh, wow. Um, but my question, uh, Catherine Hepburn, is did you find any pushback in your career because of how outspoken you were, because of how independent, because of oh, the, the pant-wearing, yeah. as we yeah. mentioned? Oh, everyone thought I was a lesbian. Mm. Mm. Did, did people think you were a lesbian back then? Yeah, they thought, they, you know, I wore pants and I was independent mm. and I did, you know, had suspenders and I... Yeah. Uh, and you were, and you, net, yeah. you liked, you liked activities. Like you would golf. You would do like traditional men right. things. You know, very active. Have you ever tried eating pussy? <laughs> I tried once, but on okay. my actual cat. Mm-hmm. Oh well. So you tried to eat your 
your cat's vagina, or are you like just eating a cat yes. like live? No, a live cat? I try to eat my. You, cat's you went. Vagina. You tried oh, to wow. go down on your on your cat. What was the? What was your experience like on that, Catherine Hepburn? It was very dry. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds ideal. <laughs> it says. All right, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are father of Western philosophy, Socrates, Hello. and iconic American actress, Catherine Hepburn. Me. Uh, now, <laughs> so, people know uh, part of the reason why you, you had this standoffish and um, uh, you know independent image of you was because of how you sort of eschewed the Hollywood fame machine. Like you wouldn't do interviews, you wouldn't schmooze. Weren't you ever tempted by that lifestyle? Like didn't you ever want some of the glitz and the glamour that came from being a celebrity of your kind? Oh no, it's it's sound looks horrible. Everyone has to dress up and wear gloves and go mm. out on the town and kiss ass, and that's yeah. just not what I'm about. Now I'm a real I'm a real pajamas kind of guy, but I can see the fun in like you know going out and you know, getting dressed up like every now and again. Like, didn't you ever want just like, you know, just to tip your dip your toes in the water of like what it's like to be that famous, you know? No, I mean, I like costumes, like, mm-hmm. you know, dressing up in character. And, okay. Or like I would go in disguise mm-hmm. to, you know, awards and stuff. You would, you would go in disguise to award shows? Yes, yes. Really? I you like mean to... a skirt? Is that your disguise? <laughs> well, one time I went as Charlie Chaplin. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, uh, and, uh, and then did did some interview questions that way. Did you do so? You went as Charlie Chaplin, not as the little tramp. You were like actually trying to convince people you were Charlie Chaplin, right? Okay, okay. Was, he wasn't going to the uh, show, or uh... no, I uh, did um, chloroform. Oh, oh you yeah. you knocked Brilliant. Charlie Brilliant. Chaplin out yeah. so put that him in you a could closet. Pret- <laughs> put him in a closet. Yeah. Oh my God. So He's then, very little. Mm, yeah, very, yes. That is historically accurate. He's very I think. weak. You're, you're quite you're quite tall and broad shouldered. Was that a was yeah. that an issue? For well, for me, when um, you're being an actress, yeah. No, I lo- I loved being I loved being tall. No, I meant uh, in impersonating Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. good question. I had to like, get my, had to get oh my god, my you're knees. so much bigger yeah. now, Mr. Chaplin. Yeah. Did yeah. people were people convinced that that you were him? Um, no, because I can't do a different voice. <laughs> That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. So then people were, <laughs> so, so you were there answering questions as Charlie Chaplin, and nobody was convinced at all. And then, like, you know, you just continued to be Charlie Chaplin, even though nobody was, was, was falling for I mean, No one said anything. I didn't realize until much later. <laughs> no, uh, I oh, thought so I was fooling everybody. You thought you were crushing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought everyone was like, gotcha. <laughs> Walter Winchell exposed you. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one of the revelations that are in me? Like, did we talk about this in me? You know, like the, the fact that you used to pretend and then oh, yeah, you thought yeah. that was going to be your big reveal yeah. was, was talking about it in your book? Yeah, and then I used, I wanted to do a, uh, uh, like a prank show. <laughs> oh. you, you wanted to do a prank show? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I think I heard about this <laughs> show. It was called Punked Darling. Yes, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> the original uh, radio show from I, the 1940s. I, I, have a, I, I predict that we'll be talking more about this uh, later on in the interview, but I'd like to get back to Socrates if I can. Okay. Uh, so I certainly we, would like to circle back to Punk Darling. Oh, we 100% will, and I, I, know, I have a question later about something similar, so okay. don't worry. Uh, one of the difficulties in trying to piece together an accurate history of your life, mm-hmm. uh, Socrates, is that there were these conflicting stories in the source material that we oh. have. Yeah, um, the tabloids, but, just like Catherine was talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know, people lie, people make things up. Mm-hmm. You know, as we said, sometimes Plato would throw his own things into. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Works Shark. about he's you. incorrigible. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he's given up his life to just record, you know, the yeah. things that you say and do. So you he's know, so sexually frustrated. There's, you know, <laughs> it's it's really the the least acting out that he could do. So I generally tolerate it. Well, one of my questions was, and forgive me, this might sound like I'm I'm trying to get a rise out of you. Oh, no, you know, uh, but but I'll base on your Wikipedia. So there were two things that everybody agreed on about you. Mm-hmm. It was that you had a brilliant intellect and, and I, this is a quote from Wikipedia, mm-hmm. that you were ugly. Yes. And I, I hope that's not a blow to hear that that's like one of the only two things that everyone can agree on about you. Uh, no, that's not. That doesn't upset me at all. No. I, uh, I've always known that I'm an ugly man. It's how I developed my gift for philosophy as mm-hmm. a, a strategy to uh, impress people into bed, okay, uh, or a field, or wherever I'm, you know, <laughs> wherever I, I should happen to fuck them. Yeah, nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. in nature. You know, we would go outside. Uh, you know, Athens was a big city at the time, but mm-hmm. it still was pretty easy to to get out to the boondocks and you know really really be loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I yeah, you know, I've always I've always been a, a very ugly man and uh 
it's kind of how I came up with the the idea of the the beauty and the the greater good of the true forms and uh, hmm. how we're all reflections of the uh, the vision of the sun god, uh, hmm. and uh, that's uh, so it, it does not bother me at all the uh, the hideousness of my of my form. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, although I have uh, you know there's no skin cream back in those days. Yeah, no there really didn't so yeah. didn't have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. I was bald and my my head was always peeling from mm. the sun. I spent oh. a lot of time outdoors. You know. Lecturing people in uh, agoras and other uh, yeah. other public spaces. You needed spaces. like a hat. Yeah. What did you think of a hat? Oh, uh, you know, it's as smart. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. I'm but, a smart man, but I don't think of everything. Uh, yeah, that is right. I mean, also to be fair, it wasn't like a thing that people did back then. You know, like when you think of ancient Greece, you don't yeah, think no of one's wearing, like, a any kind of. If anything, it's just the wreaths, yeah. and mm-hmm. those don't provide any kind of cover. Yeah, those all. are ceremonial for uh, to represent military service. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't cover but the bald spot. Or... It absorbs more sun. No, it probably yeah. ref- it probably reflects depending on what like what it's made out of. You know, mm-hmm. like if it was a gold or a silver one. Oh, obviously, you know, leaves. Yeah, if it oh, was yeah, just well, leaves, then that might absorb. In my era, it was really just leaves. Oh, uh, but later, but later on, gold's you know, way too flashy. Mm. Yes, I mean, we would certainly wear hats. In in those those days, you know, really? a field a field worker what might wear a hat. Mm. They're not represented in our uh, our sculpture because they uh, you wouldn't they... you wouldn't generally sculpt a field worker. You know, exactly. You, would, you wouldn't want me to... personally. I started as a stone. That mason. was actually going to be my next question about you. Mm-hmm. Was that uh, you know your father was a stonemason also? Yes. But but were you? Did that somehow lead you towards your life as a philosopher? Like, would you be like cutting stone or sculpting something and start to? ponder these great questions that would eventually lead to what you would be notable for. Mostly it was that I hated it. <laughs> I I would just, I would sculpting all, you know, these busts and, uh, you know, these sculptures of uh, men with tiny penises all, all day long. Mm. I always wanted to sculpt the satyrs, you know, those goat men with the huge ripe dongs. That was your dream was to move on from small dicks. Uh, men and boys mm-hmm. to sculpting giant yeah, schlongs. huge schlongs. But I, it, you know, it wasn't seen as proper at the time. You know, I was from yeah. the, uh, I was from the the cast of, uh, you know, uh, skilled artisans. Mm-hmm. So that was really more seen as a common thing, or you would have in like a body play. So did men at the at that time just in general have small? Oh, dicks they were so or... small. Oh. They were. Mm. It was. I mean, I feel a lot of you know, not to put myself down, but mm. uh, a lot of my success as a philosopher just came from my giant penis really and the respect that it and the orgasms that i got from it uh you know thank you very much thank you well i read that again you're both welcome to try it after Mm -hmm. after the broadcast like like i said we can bring that up off mic but uh maybe we we should we we should move on a little bit um i like oh if only I'd like to uh, I'd like to move on a little bit to um, uh, some of your early work in the theater. Uh, Mine, Miss Hepburn. No, oh, no, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm very oh, sorry. Oh, you did mm. theater work too, though. I sculpted mm-hmm. uh, I sculpted sets. I was a set dresser. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and a fluffer for some erotic place. Whoa. But I uh, okay. Anyway, Is that when you we've you talked enough about me. Get the man aroused. Yeah, you uh, oh, okay. you jerk you, you know you jerk on his tiny tiny Greek <laughs> penis. Until it's hard enough that the person in the you know the back of the the theater can see, can it. see it, which is yeah. I mean that was a job. Plato's Plato's getting aroused. Just he's always aroused. Just don't. He does just don't, like, don't. He's doing that thing where he lifts up his uh, his tablet for room yeah. for his boner. Uh huh. Um. You know, you do you a Plato. You got to do yeah. your thing. Well, anyway, let, I want to hear more about Catherine. Let's go on. I mean, you've read her book. You know as much as we all do. But let's really get getting into things. All right. Uh, because I was going over your early work in the theater, uh, Ms. Hepburn, and it does seem like you didn't really have a traditional rise to stardom. You know, like you had your small roles here and there, but it was mostly jumping into lead roles, jumping into being the understudy for a lead role. And then, you know, like you would so rarely even finish the things that you would do. You'd get fired. You would just leave the set. Like I had a a rough start for sure. Mm -hmm. But do you think that that was like, um, I don't know, maybe that meant that you were destined for greatness because you couldn't be bothered to like finish a role or because you were butting heads with these creatives in that way. Like, did you see that as that, as a, as an expression of your, of your later rise to glory? I just, I just, it was more that I wasn't really trained at all Mm. for me. uh, I just knew I wanted to, you know, I did some 
plays the Bryn Mawr. I don't okay. know, shout yeah. out to yeah. Bryn Mawr. Uh, <laughs> wonderful school. Yeah, yeah. I can't uh, believe people thought you were gay. Anyways. I know, right? <laughs> oh, it's like I, well, at least I didn't go to Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been even worse. Um, but yeah, so you kept on getting fired. You kept leaving productions. Like it, like roles that young actresses should be doing anything they can to hold on to. You seemed very frivolous with them. Like, like where did that come from? Where did that confidence come from? I just, I mean, I just stepped, tried to step right in, in to, I mean, probably try to jump mm-hmm. instead of like slowly. Slowly moving your moving, way in? Moving my way in. Yeah, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem like a Catherine Hepburn thing to like slowly move towards <laughs> yeah, something. No. You just want to jump no and time. grab and attack yeah. it. I tell you, I can't imagine anybody having a lead role on the stage next to Catherine Hepburn, who's supposed to be supporting them. The yeah. audience would see through it immediately. Yeah, you would steal the show. The sheer just... power that she shows. Oh, you you only electric. Oh. Only Spencer Tracy has the magic <laughs> to, to oh. stay even. To tame that oh. beast. Or, or hum- Humphrey Bogart mm. in The Immortal African Queen. Uh, or earlier, not a lot of people know this, uh, they did a movie that some people think of as the unofficial sequel to Casablanca called oh fuck uh... that's what it's called oh fuck <laughs> oh wow that is not that wasn't it's theatrical release <laughs> title that might have been what you called it at the time I'm surprised that I, I've heard of this movie uh, it seems like such a this is driving me crazy that I can't remember the name of this um oh god I'm gonna try to, I'll, I'll try to think of what it is I, I'm, I don't but wanna it was, uh, during shooting it was called oh fuck <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe we're doing this again. It was named after, it was named after, yeah, uh, Rick's reaction when he realizes what he's done at the end of Casablanca. That's what he originally he wanted to say. She let, he let that, that fine hottie go off with that dickless. <laughs> I Sorry, I get angry just thinking about it. It's such a. You're all red now. Oh, I'm so red. I'm also getting a little aroused. I'm smelling Plato's pheromones. We called it, we called it, oh, fuck. I can't believe we're doing this shit again. That was the, yeah. that was the title. Yeah, uh, you know, I got dysentery. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness um, gracious. Well, before we get to, um, god damn, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of this movie. It's okay. Oh, Jared, it's uh, okay. But, a um, lot of guests. A lot so, of yeah, important guests. So, before we move on, um, you know, uh, you uh, you moved to Hollywood, you know, like you have all these theatrical successes and you move to Hollywood. You start getting a little bit more. You start getting a little heat. You start, you know, sort of like building up, building up. Uh, and then you start, decide to go back to the East Coast to try to do more live theater work. And some people say that that's partially to blame for the slump that happened in your career soon after that. Is there, I don't know, do you regret that? What was it about live theater that you really wanted to accomplish that you weren't doing before? Well, they want me. They wanted me to do lots of stupid movies. Okay. You know, when you back in the day, it was uh, but per studio, you had to do whatever stupid movies they would want. You know, you had to do mm. it. You're contractually obligated. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they made me do. Um, uh, they made me do a movie called Chicken. Wait, oh. it, was just, it was just called Chicken. It was called Chicken. Wow. <laughs> what was I, it about? I, I was a ch- an actual chicken. Oh my god! Wait, so what year was this that you they were making this movie? Uh, nineteen thirty-two. Nineteen thirty-two. <laughs> you were contracted to do a movie just called Chicken. Chicken. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and did you act in this movie, Chicken? Like, did I you, had did you to make it? in order to be able to do, you know, my uh, theater plays. Which was it animated? <laughs> yeah, it was an animated. <laughs> okay. Yeah, very early. I didn't know that they had that technology back then. It was um, basically someone, someone's just drawing and flip a flip book. Oh, oh you know like what? I feel like a real piece of shit. Catherine Hepburn is not in the movie that I was thinking. I was thinking of to have and have not, and that's Lauren Bacall Fuck and not Catherine you. Hepburn. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I. I, I think it really speaks to the class of uh, Miss Hepburn <laughs> that she didn't correct you when you made that <laughs> egregious mistake about her. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I was not sure where you were going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I feel like a real piece of shit now. You also, know, Lauren Bacall is a dirty slut compared to she this was, woman. She was a, a poor man's Catherine Hepburn, yes. if any. You know, mm-hmm. no substitute whatsoever. Uh, and an inferior movie to Casablanca, by the way. So, you know, just, yeah. you know. I mean, Casablanca was a pretty good movie. It was It was incredible. but And only could have made better had it been starring Miss Catherine Hepburn. Of course, obviously. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to be the lead. Oh, the really? Male Lead. Oh, they wow. They wanted you to no, be Happy Bogart's yeah. Wow, that must have been incredible. Do some of the famous lines. <laughs> I just want to hear what that would have sounded like. Yeah, yeah. Can you just... just, uh, uh, just... Now, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Uh, you know, I'm there. <laughs> so much better. I'm there. We've, so uh, much better. Alcohol. We've got to, uh, we've got to <laughs> take a break. That's my line. 
What, just mm, alcohol? Yes, I don't know. They're, they're drinking that crazy, that crazy non-wine We've, alcohol. Uh, we got to take a short break, uh, but we'll be right back with Catherine Hepburn and Socrates. Stay with us. Famous dead people, famous dead people, famous dead Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or on whatever app it is that you're using to listen to this show. Uh, If you're so inclined, rate us five stars. Leave a comment. You could tell us how much you love us or hate us. I love constructive criticism. Uh, That stuff helps us out a ton. Tell your friends about us. Get your friends to listen to Famous Dead People. I would really appreciate that. And uh, hit us up at FamousDeadPeopleShow at gmail.com if you want to shout some criticism into my electronic face or if you want to hear a specific Famous Dead person on this show. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear that you're listening. I want some feedback, damn it. Uh, so yeah, lastly, if you really like the show and you want to send us some money to help keep us on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Famous Dead People and click on the support this show button. Thanks again for listening. And now back to the podcast. Oh, famous Dead People, Famous Dead People, Famous Dead Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are Greek philosopher and man behind the Socratic method, Socrates. Socrates here. And one of the great female stars of classic Hollywood, Catherine Hepburn. Four Academy Awards. Four Academy Awards. Four. Catherine Hepburn has... A Tony and an Emmy. That's right. Yeah. Wow. But no, uh, wait, so, so, uh, no Grammy. I don't have an no EGOT. No Grammy. Oh, wow. I don't have an EGOT. That is a shame. It really, really is. Um, that's I always we... wish that your Ska album had won a Grammy and then <laughs> if only. Uh... I'm surprised that that ever made it to the light of day. I know that you were maybe, as we all were, a little ashamed of our Ska phases, but you stuck with it to do an actual, to do Probably a full Ska too album. long. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that like a year? <laughs> and I kept, been. kept trying to make it happen. Mm. So uh, uh, going back to you, Mr. Socrates. Uh-huh. Um, so I read that you were married to a woman. I, I'm going to put you this pronunciation, I think. No, don't uh, worry about it. Xanthip, is that how you pronounce it? Xanthippi. Xanthippi. Okay. And um, again, I feel like this is unfair on Wikipedia's part to put this, but not much is known about her. But according to the Wikipedia, she's described for having, and this is a quote from mm-hmm. Wikipedia, quote, an undesirable temperament. Do you think that is fair, accurate? Do you know what that's in, re- in reference to? Can you oh, speak yeah. on that? Well, I think it was in reference to her being a huge bitch. Whoa! I mean, I don't like Spicy. to speak too. I don't like to speak too uh, too ill of anyone, <laughs> except the thirty tyrants of Athens who, uh, who mm-hmm. um, sentenced but, me to, to, to death, poison. of course. Yeah. But I, uh, but you know, she just was you know riding me not the good way mm. my entire life. Oh, you know, yeah. we had we had uh, three sons, and you know, I don't believe in. Uh, hereditary virtue mm-hmm. so yeah. i don't you know those those kids can do whatever they want i don't really care very progressive uh, yeah. i uh i mean not i mean i'm just not proud of what they accomplished because <laughs> it doesn't reflect on me more proud of plato because he's my mm-hmm. disciple and yeah. uh, you know he always uh always he keeps an accurate record <laughs> well i mean there's no controlling that but uh i don't know yet she uh you know she was a, she was a beautiful woman Xanthippe. Mm. she was younger and you know we we got along really well and uh we were married, and then I told her, you know, I want to get out of the stonemason game and start uh, teaching philosophy for yeah. free on the streets of mm. Athens. And I think it was that for free part that, you know, they don't <laughs> wives don't like to hear that exactly. So and she would give you the I'm, business when you came home. She gave me the business, and I tell yeah. you, I could, I could, you know, in a debate, I can hold my own against anybody mm-hmm. from uh, any any point in history. But uh, this this woman would just beat me down until Whoa. I could barely fuck. Wow! Did you ever like think about? You know, using your Socratic method on her, you know, oh like God, she'd be you know, like, I can't believe you're out there. We'll do a little role play. Yeah, I'll, I'll be your wife. I'll be your wife. I can't I believe you're out there. You're teaching. You're getting no money for this. What are we supposed to live on here? Uh, what do you think we're supposed to live on? Mm-hmm. Well, we need food, you idiot. So you need to buy food with money. So why don't you go out there and get a job where you can actually earn money oh, to buy us food? Jared, you're where does horrible acting. <laughs> Well, no, listen. Let's not get too deep into that. Uh, let's say, uh, what, what is the what is the nature of the relationship between food and Don't money? Don't you give me any of that shit. I'm talking about food that you can eat, that you can put in your stomach, and we got to pay for that. So how are you going to get us that money, you miserable, worthless, ugly old man? Uh, well, when you talk about money and how it how it gains you things, what do you, 
What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? It's obvious. You get money for doing a thing. I swear to fucking God, if you don't start making sense and tell me what you're going to do to get us some food, to get our children some food, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Well, why don't you shut the fuck up? What? I can see how that would have gone awry. I can see how that would have well, been you know, that's, uh, that's, a negative. It's Plato, you know, he always, I mean, to his credit, the, mm-hmm. the horny little freak, always <laughs> wants to paint me in a good light in his things. But usually the Socratic method by question five, I would get to, why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> because, you know, I get tired of these haters, to be perfectly yeah. honest with haters you. Haters going to hate. Oh, my God. Haters going to hate, and then they're going to sentence you to death yeah. or exile. No, but you got to choose you to drink hemlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate hemlock. So uh, let's go um, uh, back to Miss Heffern for a moment. Uh, so you Can't had... believe you didn't ha- ask me to act alongside. Mm-hmm. That does so seem crazy. that does seem like a missed opportunity. All right, you know? let's do it. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. We can you do know, it. Zero, I'm not a... I got zero Academy Awards. I got zero acclaim as an actor, and and I just gave up an opportunity. Zero instincts. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're a terrible philosopher too. I'm doesn't sorry seem, to say. All right, doesn't seem to be fair. Barely well, even a Diogenes over here. All right, all right. Let's move on. That guy stank. <laughs> so, Ms. Hepburn, uh, you had this two-year relationship with the eccentric entrepreneur Howard Hughes, oh, right yes. in the middle of your career slump, and he was famously. You mean the slump is when they I was uh, titled. Box office poison. Yes, oh, please. yes. Can we so be like careful with the P word? <laughs> it's very oh, sensitive. I literally. I didn't realize you guys had that in common. You know, like you yeah. were titled. Oh yeah. You know, uh, box office poison. You of course were killed with poison. Oh, you know, yeah. that's a real uh, serendipitous link up mm-hmm. that I didn't realize we had until now. And I had a lot in common with Howard Hughes. Eerily enough. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Uh, peeing in jars. <laughs> Uh, eating uh, nothing but chocolate for a period of years and being very sexually attracted to Catherine Hepburn. (laughs) Oh, damn. (laughs) So, Ms. Hepburn, tell us a little bit about their relationship. Like, you know, uh, I I, I was thinking that, you know, he was such an erratic person with his eccentricities and his, you know, um, uh, OCD behavior, what we now know to be OCD behavior. Um, you know, do you think that maybe the the instability in your career and the negative way the public looked at you at the time, maybe that was what, I don't know, attracted you to that behavior in him? Like, it doesn't seem like the sort of thing that a woman would want to be around like that, you know, kind of oh, neuroses no, on was, his part. You know, he back when I knew him, he was, a, you know, staying in his movie theater, his house, you know, mm-hmm. drinking pee, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he was a dashing, <laughs> dashing young aviator. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that he, he could fly and we could, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, he didn't mind that I wore What sports. is this, the flying? He would fly. He flew in planes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you know, we, like don't want to, we don't want to uh, start the, the rumor or myth that Howard Hughes could fly, okay. oh, you know, sorry. without the use fly, of a yeah. plane or something, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But yeah, no, he, you know, he, he proudly called himself an aviator, you know, and so. He was obsessed, yes. He was, he was obsessed. obsessed with planes. Bruce Goose. Mm, yeah. yeah, but that wasn't what it was originally called, I believe. I just saw the movie. I think it was called aviator. Oh Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, it was fuck. named after his favorite uh, <laughs> didn't call his everything favorite movie. Back then. Starring. Mm-hmm. Not Catherine Hepburn, no, but he's no, still, no. Sorry, who was the star of it again? That was uh, Lauren Bacall. Oh, Lauren Bacall. Bacall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you um, know. but um, he actually he was very. We were very, ni- you know, he's very kind to me and was mm-hmm. really nice. And uh, you know, he ended up wanting to marry me, but he mm-hmm. was a, a he was a, definitely a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he liked to he liked he to liked hit the town with his ladies. Yeah. yeah. But you were no stranger to, to extramarital relationships. Mm-hmm. Oh no, not well, at Well listen, all. we're not here to throw stones. You know, like I'm none saying. of us none of us don't live in glass houses as we say. Absolutely. Yeah. My house was I... stone. <laughs> <laughs> I did I do have a glass house. Oh in yeah Connecticut. Beautiful, beautiful glass house in the Connecticut Hills. <laughs> uh, so Miss Hepburn, you fight your way back to the top. Uh, with the stage production and then film yes, of the Philadelphia, Philadelphia story, story, which Wonderful. I have to say, one of my favorite movies growing up. Oh, oh, stop You fan. have a boner now, I was too. a huge fan. Absolutely. It's, that's mainly because of Plato's boner. I didn't want him to feel <laughs> left out. I didn't want to feel like he was the only one with, with an erection here. Philadelphia is a Greek name. Is it really? Yes. So yeah. I take I feel I take a little bit of credit for that movie. Interesting. A you, wonderful picture. You oh. wouldn't happen to know what that what its what its der- derivation is. Philadelphia. Well, I uh, obviously speak uh, Greek. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Speak Greek made, for us. Uh, Hellenica. Hellenica. That All means right. Greece. Uh, well, anyway. What does Philadelphia mean though? Philadelphia, I believe, means well. Phil is obviously love. Okay. And uh, Delphi is the oracle at Delphi. Okay. Uh, a, a man who once said, "I was the wisest." 
person in the world. Oh, but wow. I disagreed because I know nothing. Oh, That's just one of my classic another, moves. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope that answers your question. I also got some negative reviews from Delphi. <laughs> oh, really? Um, and I said, fuck off. Yeah, well, that guy is just high on natural gas all day. He doesn't even, he thinks he's getting messages from the go- Greek gods, but uh, of course they were a myth. Because he's basically just doing uh, whippets up there on yeah, the mountain. Yeah, just doing whippets off of the yeah. earth. Like a real freak. Well, people, people, Ms. Hepburn, say that one of the reasons why the Philadelphia story was this enormous success for you and why it, it warmed the public back up to you again was because your main, the main character was so similar to you, was so right, yes. unapologetic and brash yeah. and, you know, um, uh, what's, uh, you know, uh, sassy. Sassy, you know, that's another good word. A dom. A dom. <laughs> Oh, Do you think so there's any crazy. truth to that? Like, did, did you? Did, was it wasn't difficult for you to play that role, obviously, because of how similar it was to you. But do you think it's a fair comparison between you and that character? Oh, ve- oh yes, very much. And I'm I'm also divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, I also um, had sex with Cary Grant. Did you really? Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Just so once. did I. <laughs> once or twice. Find that's very hard to believe. <laughs> Um, did you, like, what was that, I mean, for the people that might not be fans of that movie like us, you know, in the yeah. studio here, what was, like, your role in the Philadelphia story? Like, can you just give us a brief synopsis? Um, I was, uh, in the beginning, we were, I was married to Cary Graham, and we got divorced, mm-hmm. and then it was, like, cut to, I don't know, like, ten years later, mm-hmm. um, and then I, um... I uh, get. I'm engaged to someone else, <laughs> even though everyone thinks I will die alone. Mm-hmm. Okay, which a lot of people do think I would. I would would have died alone. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, technically, we all die alone. You know, sure. Yeah. Oh, look at the new philosopher <laughs> yeah. now. Well, I wasn't. Wow. Gonna, I wasn't going to challenge him on it, but that's. Uh... Amateur yeah. stuff. Mm. Well, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be, you know, too deep or anything. Here. <laughs> you better not. Uh, and, and I think Jimmy you're in the presence Stewart. of the king. Jimmy yeah. Stewart was in it. Yes, Jimmy that's Stewart true. falls in a pool. I don't no, they, think no. that that's a hundred percent accurate. He falls into a pool, oh, why right? swim in a pool? <laughs> okay, there's definitely and, a pool in the movie. And, and by the way, you were hitting the the perfect yeah. bullet points yeah. for anybody who hasn't seen this movie. Right. And then uh, I have a. Tiger named Baby, and I bring him up. Mm, okay. Oh, right. wait, two different movies. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, you had such a long and varied career. Who couldn't blame you for yeah, the memories yeah. of all of your uh, mm-hmm. your many films blending together? Of course. But I get back together with Cary Grant. At Spoiler alert. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, a happy yeah. ending. Everyone, Everyone's hoping that you two yeah. kids make it by the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, going back to you, Mrs. Socrates. Yeah. Uh, so one of the main... Do you want to hear about me having sex with Cary Grant? Oh, uh, yes, I, yes. I really don't need to. You all know, right. Maybe, maybe if we have some time at the end of the interview, we can go. We can circle back. To All right. That. If you want to record a like a bonus episode and you have you know a spare hour and a half of tape, <laughs> I can go into all the details. I mean, Plato has the all the records. Mm. Uh, he was there. He was there, just like he chronicling. Yeah, this oh, he always, he always chronicles. He can yeah. read off the transcript. Yeah, the mm. transcript. <laughs> Did Plato ever like you know? We we talked a little bit about how you would have these relationships with other men, other mm-hmm. women. And how, you know, like, that was how you sort of, like, cemented your role as a mentor was, like, you would have sex with somebody. Yes, young, uh, beardless youth. Did did uh, did Plato ever, like, write that stuff down? Like, it would, yeah, I'm sure it would read, like, down. you know, it would read, like, Fifty Shades oh, of Grey, yeah, probably. We should, we should right? publish, it's much better than Fifty publish Shades of Grey. publish your sex book. Yeah. I mean, uh, well... Do, I mean, do those do those records exist? You know, just I know like they the, exist. Uh, yeah, Plato this, Plato has them all written down. Oh he has God. a lot of yeah. records that have not been published. As I say, I don't necessarily approve of uh, of books. You know, I, mm. I kind of feel like a description. I mean, no matter he's a he's a wonderful writer, and the sex was amazing. So <laughs> he he writes these descriptions. That, to be honest, they're extremely erotic. Mm. Uh, but it's just I feel you know reading it, it just can't compare to seeing and hearing and smelling the real thing. <laughs> well, we could do a movie. Mm. Oh, oh, now, movie now we're talking. <laughs> so, uh, Socrates, the... don't crate my penis. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Don't crate my penis. <laughs> I, I was, I'm just riffing. You know, now that we know that, now that we know the title, oh fuck, is available. Mm. Oh yeah, I think. oh fuck. Because to have and have not went with to have and have not instead <laughs> yeah. of oh fuck. I can't believe we're doing this shit again. Imagine a glamorous. Hollywood movie premiere. Okay. Oh, fuck. I can't believe we're doing this again. The triple X 3D <laughs> Smell-O-Vision sex extravaganza starring Catherine Hepburn, oh. Socrates, mm-hmm. Jared Berenstein, mm, I mean, Mickey you know. Rourke. <laughs> And Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. This is a great, this is a very attractive cast. Laura, <laughs> Laura Linney. 
and a goat. And a goat. Yeah, the goat no. is not involved sexually. I'm sold. He's just a pet. He's just a pet. You know, you got to have some, you know, like bringing a baby. You need mm-hmm. a cute animal in there. That's oh. a, you know, so that's a four quadrant film, you know, and you can mm-hmm. get, you can get all the young people in there as well. Exactly. Uh, for those of you just joining us. people in there. <laughs> for those of you who are just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are iconic American actress Catherine Hepburn and the founder of Western philosophy, Socrates. Four Academy Awards. Mm, <laughs> oh, well. I don't think so. Well, Plato's Academy. Uh, now, what, I wanted to ask you about this earlier because you said that you, like, your, your wife used to get on your case because you had oh. agreed, you had decided to Anthony. not do stonemasoning and went to, to being a philosopher, which obviously didn't pay the same way. Oh, no. Um, but there is there are some historical records that say that you did have a school that you would teach for money, even though Plato said that you did not do that. Is there any truth to that? What is the real story there? You know, I it's embarrassing to talk about. Mm-hmm. I had a school. Okay. I tried to I tried to keep it pretty quiet most of the time because again, it was a big part of my identity that I didn't accept payment or mm-hmm. have an organized way of teaching. I would basically just accost people, you know, in the market <laughs> or the Agora or, uh, you know, anywhere and then uh, ask them questions until mm-hmm. they learned that they had the a priori knowledge. But then after a while, you know, it's you start wanting a teacher's lounge, you know, you mm-hmm. want to you want a place where, you know, you can relax, you know, or Plato can have a little privacy he can finally finish himself off. <laughs> and... Uh, I just, you know, so I, I did start a school, but it was very, mm-hmm. it was very small and selective. I only it allowed in the the hottest, <laughs> sexiest youngsters in Athens, so that I could, you know, teach them and mold them in my uh, image mm. uh, in terms of uh, being a lover, okay. uh, and also a philosopher. And I'm very proud of everything that they accomplished. You know, not only Plato was. Very, very involved, but uh, also a few Xenophon and, uh, mm. uh, you know, some of the other uh, That is a name figures. that I, I saw popping up a lot in your Wikipedia, this this guy named Xenophon. And Xenophon also wrote about my life, but he did a much worse job than Plato <laughs> because he was a prude and he didn't want to cover any of the fucking, uh, which, you know, back then in Greece, that, that made you the weirdo. You know, these mm. days it's a little different, but, uh, mm. you know, that was... Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, one of the things that... Uh, I wish I could change about our our world now is how uptight we've all become oh, about sexual me. sexual issues, you know. And I don't I don't necessarily think that we need to go all the way back to where you guys were in ancient Greece, where you could just literally fuck anything without any further kind of repercussion. <laughs> go further, but I do think that it's something that maybe we could you know bring into our society. And you know, you were so influential with your Socratic method, you know, mm-hmm. just asking questions. Um, do you think that there was a, there's a line of questioning, could you use a Socratic method to try to get us a little bit closer to that kind of sexual openness that you had back then? I believe absolutely. That's my mission these days. I just sort of walk around the streets of uh, Brooklyn and, uh, you know, walking up to people on the the campus of uh, Metro Tech. Uh, the campus of Pratt. I mostly go for the campuses because you know they're, mm-hmm. they're they're young, but they want to they want to learn. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I ask them. You know, I ask them my Socratic questions, like, you know, what uh, wouldn't you like me to suck your dick? Uh, <laughs> wouldn't uh, you know? Why are you wearing those pants? Except for, you know, for uh, women like Catherine Hepburn, like, a, like, oh, the, like the immortal yeah. Catherine Hepburn, immortal of course. Catherine Hepburn. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. I mean, I can definitely see how that. You know, taken in a certain direction, maybe could loosen people up a little bit. You and know? I was mm-hmm. wondering why you were wearing a, a T-shirt that said "Want to have sex?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, not it, subtle, but yeah. you know, effective. I think it's probably. hard to find the rough spin tunics of uh, of my <laughs> glory days these days. So I end up just sort of doing a lot of shopping at Spencer's Gifts, mm-hmm. uh, Hot Topic, and other places, just because they. <laughs> yeah. have the and only you also ones. have a lot of safety pins on. I have a lot of safety <laughs> pins. Well, you know. The the scar phase is not entirely done. I got a little more punk now. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like you know Harry Potter's scar, or you know when a when Frodo got stabbed by the Nazgul. Some wounds never really heal, mm-hmm. and some scar phases that just never leave you. You know yeah. we can look back and see how ridiculous we were being, but you know they just kind of you know once the rhythm gets it's a in, party you're... yourself. Yeah, exactly. Now going back to you, Miss Hepburn. I do want to say moment. Harry oh, Potter's yeah. scar healed after uh, it, well, Voldemort died. Oh, did it? I mean, his scar was still there, but it didn't mm-hmm. trouble him. At least 19 years later, the coda of 
I've seen the film several times. I haven't read the book. Mm-hmm. But, uh, As we mentioned, you're not a book person. Not a know. book person. But going back to you for a moment, Ms. Hepburn, um, the first movie that you do after the Philadelphia story is Woman of the Year, mm-hmm. uh, where oh. you meet Spencer Tracy and begin your long, famous affair. Can you talk about what it was like to meet him for the first time and like what effect it had on you? Oh, it was like um, it was like being in a thunderstorm mm. and you got struck by lightning, but the lightning... You liked it. <laughs> it was so good. That is, it's very poetic. Yeah. Oh, uh, I love my, I love my little Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a wonderful time together. You know, uh, we kept it pretty private, even though I guess eventually everyone kind of knew because yeah. he was married. Yeah, I wanted Oops. to ask you about that because I mean, you know, you, Oops. you had to have this kind of private and secret relationship. I think it's, it kind of is reflective of. You know how independent and you know trailblazing of a person you were that you were fine with this kind of relationship. This twenty-seven years of behind closed doors. Well, it's also it's also silly that it's like you know people get married and at that time you divorce was frowned upon or like Mm -hmm. you know yeah uh, women couldn't you know work for themselves like probably why your wife was such a bitch Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you know she really probably couldn't work and uh, make Mm, money. To be independent. I would have yeah. loved if she had been able to make some money. Um, but yeah, you know, so he, he couldn't leave his wife. and Yeah. Which was a, a bit of a bummer, but sometimes she was there. And yeah. It was fine. And okay. We were, fr- we were friends. Yeah. We were, you know, I'm not going to say. Was get... that difficult for you to be friends with somebody oh, who no, you no. had this relationship with her husband behind her back? No. I mean, I think she she hated me a little. I she, feel like... knew, she knew everything, of course, right? Yeah, right, right. Oh. Yeah, she knew. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, I mean, I was still... I, it was like the three of us in the bed the bed together, like the Wonka. Now we're talking. <laughs> Whoa. So you guys would have, like... Uh, it was almost like an open relationship. Like, you know, the in three of way, you would get together sometimes. I mean, we never... Um, you know, Spencer and I would just have sex next to her. <laughs> <laughs> she never wanted to join in. She was always welcome. Mm. Oh, okay. But, uh... Can I get in on this situation? You're <laughs> yeah. missing you're missing a person for that full <laughs> Willy Wonka bed situation. Yeah, we should yeah, you should you should <laughs> and we should do uh London you know, London Bridge. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be great. God, still so spicy, even in your old age. Um, dry, dry, dry hands dry, and bone, dry, just the fine. way that Catherine Hepper likes it. I gotta tell you, if I could bring in a little bit of olive oil, we have the really good stuff. <laughs> no, it's like delicious. Sandpaper Sand style sex. That's how Catherine Hepburn does it. Now, I, I promised that we would get back to this, and so this is my question leading us back into this. Uh, towards the end of your life, Miss Hepburn, you started focusing more on television work. Which I thought was curious because usually when someone gets to your stature, you would focus mainly on te- mainly on movies in, and, you know, your occasional departure to the stage, but never television. Like, was, wasn't that like a demotion for you, right? Why, why was that somewhere you wanted your career to go? Well, you know, um, A, movies take a very long time and mm. I was very old. And uh, shaky. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you were always shaky. That was part was of your power. Shaky, but I was, uh, you Sound know, like, like you're sitting on a, on a washing machine. <laughs> Which is what played us into, I by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I had to do, uh, I had actually do these these television gigs in order to get to try to get my uh, punk sh- show, <laughs> my prank oh, show. So, so, prank so show. like I said, we were talking about the prank yeah. show earlier, mm-hmm. um, and so you were doing yeah. this TV work just as leverage to get your prank show on the air. I wanted a prank show. Okay. Um, yeah. And eventually, it, the, they, the, the, you know. After I couldn't do it anymore, they gave it to OJ. <laughs> oh, a tragedy, a, cla- a TV tragedy. Yeah. So they gave your prank My, show yeah. that you were developing yeah. to OJ Simpson. Because mine was uh, you got hepped. You got hepped. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, which apparently people could people um, misunderstood and thought they had hepatitis. Oh no! <laughs> so when you yeah. would jump out and you would say you got hepped, they would like immediately run to the doctor. Yeah, they'd be like, oh no. Oh my god, a, I can't B, believe I have hepatitis. Oh, no. yeah. It's a it's a terrible disease. I can understand why they would be why they would be upset about that. But did you have like pranks that you were that you were yeah, playing on people? Like, what would you do? Um, well, uh, I loved. Uh, 
being, you know, if you're at a funeral and then you're in the casket. So you would jump in the casket Mary. at a funeral yeah, with before, the corpse? Yeah, yeah, with the corpse. Oh, <laughs> and then I would lie on top of him. I'm not, I'm not scared of a dead body. Come, it was a very on. edgy show, especially for its time. <laughs> yeah. It was and a wonderful show. <laughs> OJ never did as good a job with mm. it. No, he didn't. He mm. did not. He is stupid. That, epi- that episode where he pulls that prank on his wife Nicole and Ron <laughs> Goldman was, I thought, in very poor taste. Oh, a prank that went very wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> but yes, I'm in the casket and everyone's crying, and then mm-hmm. I like, I go, oh, and then I open it and I go, you got hepts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then everyone at the funeral would run to the doctor to get checked. That, yeah, and then they hepatitis. also were. I thought that maybe the guy wasn't dead and he still was dead. So uh, I, can, I definitely okay. uh, confused some people. Were there any pranks that did not take place at funerals? Because it seems like that was oh, yeah, a every staple prank. of the show. Show. Was uh, yeah different. Um, mm. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm very original. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Um, yeah. So then there was one where uh, uh, I was a ghost. Mm. I dressed oh, wow. up as a ghost. Okay. In New Orleans. And uh, uh, there was uh, like a tour, and everyone was like, "Oh, well, there's like weird activity happening." Uh. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the lights were cut out, and I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> <laughs> Were people, were people convinced? Were they scared or were they? People were very confused. Are cause... you? Because this sounds like when you were dressed up like Charlie Chaplin, like maybe nobody thought, maybe everybody there was like, oh my God, it's Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what that, that's what the prank yeah, was to them. Yeah, I think everyone them. knew. Everyone um... knew. And then they wanted my autograph. Oh. <laughs> At what point did you shout, you got hepped? <laughs> right away. Very too early. Okay. <laughs> mm, <yeah>. Premature hepatulation. Because <laughs> I would be, I, instead of being shocked, I would just be excited that Catherine Hepburn was there. Oh, you know? Yeah, I think that was the problem. I think mm-hmm. I needed maybe uh, d- maybe to write out the pranks and have someone else do them. Yeah, that might have been smart. Yeah. That might have worked yeah. out. But yeah. then your star power. I mean, how can again? How can you pay, play second fiddle to oh. somebody else? Yeah, because yeah, everybody would just be looking at you, even if you weren't part of the prank. You Here's know? the prank: if we're going to bring this show back, which okay. I think would be a great idea, especially right. if there was a okay, little, okay. Uh, you know, a little sex. Uh, <laughs> You, you know, you, you have the people, they're on the tour. All of a sudden, somebody comes out going, ugh, ugh. it's Lauren Bacall. They say, oh, all right, Lauren Bacall. And <laughs> you come from behind, you shove her in a casket. There's, it's not a funeral, but there, you, you have a casket surreptitiously yeah. placed. Okay. And then you say, you got hepped. I'm sorry to do an impression. <laughs> uh, but okay. I, uh, uh, you know, you say, you got hepped. And then everyone freaks out because Catherine the real oh. star has come. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, I hep Lauren Bacall. I yeah. like this. Yeah, it's also, almost yeah, like you you're give tricking her hepatitis. You're, tri- you're tricking other celebrities into on your show. I think that's a that's a groundbreaking. I, I love I, it. I definitely watch that. Uh, now going back to you, uh, Mr. Socrates, for just a moment. We don't have time for too much else, but um, I wanted to ask you this: like you, so you you're, you're put on trial for your position as a social critic and a moral critic. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, you were a philosopher at the time. How was it that you had able to, that you were able to achieve such, I don't know, uh, s- such notoriety that they, that people thought you needed to be killed? You know, like, like how, how powerful were you that you needed to be gotten rid of? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Jarrett, the true answer is that I was too fucking real <laughs> for those haters. And, you know, at the time, uh, it was the, uh, the 30 tyrants who had, uh, who mm-hmm. had, superseded Athenian democracy yes. and uh, I was no fan of democracy but I wasn't a fan of them either yeah. I said that we should be ruled by uh, wise uh, philosopher kings with huge penises mm. oh so and you so me yes I obviously obviously I should have been in charge and uh, you mm. know I got the young people uh, you know I uh, I dicked them good and then I got them on, on my way of thinking mm. and uh, you know they were all saying we should get this guy Socrates in charge and you know if there's one way to make yourself an enemy of the people in control, it's, you know, to say that, you know, you should have their job and also mm. talk about their tiny penises, which I did all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so then they put me on trial. They said, uh, you know, you can defend yourself. And I said, I'm not, I'm not going to defend myself. You know, here's my apology. Fuck you. <laughs> and uh, I basically explained, you know, I explained. Then they said, you can, either, you can either be exiled from Athens or you can drink this hemlock. And I said... Uh, well, I know what you think I'm going to do, and I'm going to do the opposite. So, so you fuck drank you. That fucking I drank the poison. I died with a huge boner because <laughs> that was part of the effect of the poison. Mm. And I left a, you know, I left an ugly but uh, sexually <laughs> potent corpse 
And uh, I was, you know, I have no regrets, to be perfectly honest. Wow. Except that my sketch show never got off the ground and the salad dressing <laughs> is not credited to me. But, you know, it was a good life. Mm. Well, that is, uh, that is quite a bombshell and a, a beautiful a beautiful retelling of the end of your life and all the time that we have uh, for this episode of Famous Dead People. I'd like to thank my guests, Socrates and uh, Catherine Hepburn, for joining us oh, in the studio thank today. You. Plano um, still has a boner. Yeah, well, we're all gonna we're all gonna fuck. I don't. It's happening one way or another. All right, I mean, we'll we'll discuss. We'll discuss. <laughs> uh, but I do have bottom. I do have one final question. Is uh, I know this is a little bit weird, but do either of you have any I don't know uh, Twitter accounts or comedy shows that you want to like tell people about that you're big fans of? Uh, uh, Catherine Hepburn, anything you want to tell people about? Oh yeah, um, I like this. I like this improv group at the Magnet called Ariana Grande. Oh, they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Thursdays. All right, and uh, and Socrates. I just like to recommend uh, everyone uh, read my uh, read Plato's works in, okay. uh, in translation, and mm-hmm. you know, just the next time you see somebody hot, don't be shy. Just tell them. Just, just you know, tell them you want to get on that. How it, how it, the world needs love. Yeah, that is. Uh, that you is... also like Matt Nadasta. No. Twitter. <laughs> no, I do not. And well, if you uh, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeopleshow at gmail.com. We'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio for Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you famous next week. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. Famous dead people.